Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Liner Notes. Right now it's your series on jazz in the Bay Area. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, bringing you a conversation with someone who has many titles. But the most important one? I am a music education activist. That's Angela Wellman, an award-winning trombonist who earlier this year was inducted into the Alameda County Women's Hall of Fame for her activism in the world of music education. I create spaces, environments, geographies, if you will, to have these conversations, to study. When we think of, you know, Fred Moten, he talks about this idea of study, like people need, particularly Black people, living in times of fugitivity. We need places where we can go to and study together and plot and plan our future. So that's the type of education I'm talking about, and I'm talking about doing that type of education through music. This week on Right Nowish, we discuss education and access, music and more with Angela Wellman. Stay tuned. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. As an activist and music educator, you founded the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music. Can you talk to me about what it is? People have thought that the public conservatory is a jazz school, but it isn't. It is a, it's a school of music of the people. When I founded the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, it was really to lift up the musical practices and traditions that are eons old that exist here in the Bay Area. This thing called jazz is an important um, tradition in the Bay Area that I also saw a real lack of opportunities for young people, particularly, to study with master musicians. So that's what I was interested in and continue to be interested in. So really just supplying an access to music to underserved people, particularly black and brown people. Oakland Public Conservatory of Music offers a wide array of programs for folks of all ages and interests in music. For example, we have a youth ensemble called Sonum Bay that focuses on uh, music from uh, Veracruz, Mexico. 
which is where, you know, it's an Afro-Mexican um, and indigenous state in um, Mexico. We have an after-school jazz program that is in a couple of middle schools in Oakland right now. And then there's Black Girls Play. Um, we have a program that introduces Black girls to the ecosystem within which a musician can thrive. So not only the occupation of being a musician, but there are a number of occupations that revolve around the musician to ensure that the musician has what they need in order to have a thriving profession, you know, websites, road manager, hairstylist, and all of these things are jobs. These are professions. And they are also professions that we don't see very many Black women in. So I developed Black Girls Play to introduce the girls to that and bring in Black women who are working in the industry doing those types of things. You threw something out there, and I want to follow up on it. You said in this thing we call jazz. I need, I need to know your definition of it. What, what do you define as jazz? I really don't like to use that term, and I only use it because that's the term of the marketplace. It's just another way of saying a certain kind of uh, Black music. Jazz is a particular kind of groove. If I'm going to think about it in terms of how we understand it, it is a very high order music. It's not for the faint of heart. If you're going to really be a jazz musician, it is to me the highest, you know, musical form that you know, in our country that exists to really excel and master this thing called jazz. One has to go into very deep study the same kind of years and deep study um, as, a, as a doctor or a surgeon. You know, a surgeon has to really be precise and clear and careful and the same way with a jazz musician who's up on stage. Your technique has to be solid. You also have to have really, you know, well-developed knowledge and understanding of harmony and theory in order to be able to, in the moment, communicate effectively, clearly, beautifully, melodically, lyrically, rhythmically, and democratically with, with all of the musicians that you are playing with. Jazz to me is a very high order, um, scientific almost methodology of expression of blackness in music. In addition to being uh, founder of an organization. You also are a musician. Yes. The trombone is your instrument of choice. How did it find you or did you find it? I started playing trombone in the sixth grade. You know, at the Catholic school I went to in Kansas City. The, and we didn't have like, you know, music program in the school. So a, a guy would come and offer band instrumental music after school. So I started playing trombone in the sixth grade. But then when I was in junior college, I was actually on the road to becoming a child psychiatrist. And I was in a music class, like a like music appreciation. It was just a re, you know, just kind of re, fulfilling one of those humanities requirements or whatever. And the band teacher came in and he said, we need some, we need some musicians. And does anybody in here play? And my hand just flew up. It's almost like 
I don't know, the goddess pulled my hand up in the air or something, you know? And, and then he said, oh, what do you play? And out of my mouth popped trombone. Well, the thing I want to say from Darvis is I didn't even own a trombone. He goes, great, we need trombonists. I told him later, I don't even have a trombone. He said, well, I'll help you get one. And so I went to the pawn shop and I bought a $40 student model trombone at the pawn shop. And I started playing trombone again. I really had not played since like maybe high school. There was at the time the CETA program, which is Comprehensive Employment Training Act. The CETA program was funding to train like, you know, up and coming workers to do sort of public service. Modeled after the WPA, the Works Progress Administration from the 1930s, the CETA program was a nationwide initiative that began in the 1970s and employed artists around the country to lead projects that benefited their local communities. In Kansas City, Missouri, where Angela lived, administrators used the program to fund an 18-piece big band that Angela played in. Our particular program was employing the underemployed old jazz musicians, and they were our mentors. So there was a whole group of young folk coming up in our early 20s. We got 40 hours a week. All we did was play. And this was funded for four years. And then we had to travel around the city and play at all the schools. And that was our type of like public service. I started doing that. And then I just changed my major from medicine to music, which is kind of almost an oxymoron. (laughs) Medicine, music, music, medicine, music is medicine. You know, need some medicine, get some music, that kind of thing. So I started playing trombone and I've been playing trombone ever since. And that was 19, I don't know, 78. Where's it taking you? Where's the trombone taking you? Just some some memories off the top of your head. Oh, man. I accepted a job in South America playing with this uh, Venezuelan dance band. I actually signed a contract for a year and went down there and lived down there and played. And we traveled all over Venezuela and went to Colombia and just played for for everybody from the people in, you know, who live back in the jungle area all the way to the, you know, president of the country and such, you know. It was an all-women's band called La Propia, and the the leader of the orchestra, which her name is is Dori Salas. It was 14 women and four men, which was also you know, an anomaly in 1981 in a place like Venezuela, right, in Latin America. Another really important gig I did was with the McCoy Tyner Big Band. Uh, I was subbing, actually, for my teacher, who who at the time was Steve Touré. I had been studying with Steve Touré. I got a National Endowment uh, Jazz Study Fellowship. Um, And I had been going to New York uh, to study with him and that fellowship was over, but we continued, I continued studying with him and we became friends and that. Um, And so he said, I need you to sub for me in in McCoy's band. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like, yeah, uh uh-huh. He's like, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think you could do it. I played lead lead trombone in McCoy Tyner's big band. 
There was no rehearsal, nothing. This is what I'm talking about, that high order thing. So, you know, at the time, this was before, there weren't CDs at the time, really. They're just kind of coming around. So I, got, I had the, the disc, the vinyl of the album that McCoy had just re recorded. And I had copies of the music. And we just kind of spent maybe three hours going through the charts. And then he was like, okay, you got it. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, <laughs> it's like that. Playing the trombone has taken Angela around the world, but her passion for education is still a big part of her life. So much so that she recently completed a Ph.D. in education, and her doctoral dissertation is about the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, the school she founded. I'm writing about the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, the youth programs, and looking at what was it that we did that we were able to recruit and retain a majority uh, Black student enrollment in our youth programs, because we have adult programs too. Basically, I'm saying Black children deserve to study in places where they are loved, where they are not adultified, you know, where they're lifted up and encouraged and they are seen, you know, they're seen as children, not as adults. I see black children get hurt time and time again. I see black children not be able to do music and they pull music away from them as a, as a punishment. Even in the Oakland School of the Arts here, that happens, you know? And if you don't keep your grades up, then you don't get to go to your main, you know, instrument class. <laughs> That's crazy to pull, take that away from students, so. That's what, that's what the dissertation looks at. It's like really creating a place where Black children can come in and be in a space of safety and be seen and they can then develop to their, you know, their highest musical voice. What's your next steps? What are you planning to do next? Well, you know, after I defend my dissertation, I want to record an album and I want to open other public conservatories of music around the country. You know, um, the public conservatory is about, you know, really lifting up particular styles or rhythmic rhythms or whatever you want to call it of, of black music, various forms of black music that were spawned in, in certain areas in this country. So like when you think of like, the Mississippi Delta from Memphis to, to New Orleans, all of that whole place in there, you know, that Delta blues is something very specific to that area. And so each one of these, these, these places would really focus on, you know, the black music that was spawned there. And then other places where there are black people who need access to, to this kind of deep, rigorous, you know, musical training. That's what I want to do. I want to like start a foundation and to, to, to give people, folks in other parts of the country, like seed funds to you know start these public conservatories. Angela, thank you. Thank you for telling your story, for sharing your art, and for teaching the next generation of music makers, not just the music that some folks call jazz, but all forms of black expression. I love that. Congrats on successfully defending your dissertation, Dr. Angela Wellman. That sounds nice. 
For those of you who are interested in learning more about Dr. Wellman and her work, she's active on social media. Instagram is Wellman Angela. That's W-E-L-L-M-A-N, Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A. And her Facebook is Angela Wellman. For more info on the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, visit opcmusic.org. Marisol Medina Cadena is the producer of this show. Chris Hambrick is the editor. Our engineer is Christopher Beal. Cesar Saldana and Rice Stottenborough are the engagement specialists. KQED execs are Jen Shin, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you for listening. We're right back with more jazz next week. Until then, peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.